Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. Hope you are all doing well. Today, I am joined by my chosen of Valhalla, and today, I once again am joined by the lovely, the beautiful, the (laughs) mother of the channel, the the superior of the channel, Laura Ryan Stoll of my fan fiction story. (laughs) Laura, how is it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good to talk to you this morning. Great to have you as always. I'm going to say it's going to be, what, about nine for you? About ten? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, ten here. Nice and early. Nice and early. We got Micah D2 is in the chat. Brandon B is in the chat. Lucho is in the chat as well. We got also some people over on the D-Lives. Kim Can Park, Darkstar57, uh, the K-Man as well. Hope you are all doing exceptionally well. And today, indeed, we are talking with the Chosen of Valhalla and... My chosen, Laura, has chosen a couple of things that she wants to talk about. Let's start off with something that's still pretty hot in the news. Still something that Gary loves to talk about almost every single day. But hey, I understand why. Because he's very passionate about it. Because he has a great knowledge of the books. And he doesn't like how the series has taken that turn. You were saying uh, to me over the message that you've started to listen to more of the audiobooks of Game of Thrones. So what are your thoughts? What are some things that maybe maybe certain people haven't talked about? Or maybe a different... Uh, approach to Game of Thrones in this current season and the state of Game of Thrones as it is now. Yeah, so I I heard that the Winds of Winter, which is the next book, uh, is going to be released you know sometime next year. So I figured I needed to go back and re-listen to all the audiobooks because the books are are vastly different than the movies. And I usually do that. I usually will if there's a fantasy series that I like, I'll go back and read the books after. I've seen the movies Um, because it usually adds adds to the movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I started, uh, I'm about halfway through the first book right now and (laughs) all the foreshadowing is it's amusing. You know, I'm kind of laughing out loud at work. People are like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, they just said, don't tell Sansa anything. She can't keep a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that's, in the first book. <laughs> yeah, that's why because uh, me and my wife were talking about how the next time we do a road trip, because obviously we'll be we're traveling a little bit this summer as we're doing the the moving process, and so one of the things we talked about was how we're definitely going to want to listen listen to some of those audiobooks just to get a little bit more knowledge about it. Because I'm the same way too, where I like to see a show or see a movie before actually reading a book because. For me, with someone with ADD, it's harder for me to be able to have, you know, to picture a story and characters in my mind. And so whenever I read a story after the fact, I'm able to use the characters, the actors that were given to me and form images in my head with those characters with the additional information. And so I'm I'm always able to appreciate it more. I always feel that it's a better approach because I've noticed this a lot that whenever there are people out there that go out of their way to read something beforehand, I would say more than half the time they are disappointed by the movie or television show. But in my experience, those who watch the television show or movie first and then read end up loving both together. It's like that's just my own personal experience with it all. No, that's completely true because most of the people I know who had any problems with the Lord of the Rings series were really uh, diehard book fans. Um, same thing with Harry Potter, mm-hmm. you know, because they did change up. They kind of had to. They changed up a lot of the story um, from the books to get it on screen. Yep. But, you know, like 
it's really funny you just mentioned that because my um my wife just watched all of the Harry Potter movies. She'd like never seen them. And she, <laughs> I look over and she's got like this notebook. And she's like, you know, trying to follow along with her little notebook. Uh, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> she really did. She, I guess she went to Harry Potter land and was like in, in uh, Universal Studios. Okay. She went to the Harry Potter section and, and really enjoyed herself and had a good time. And, and I kind of wanted to figure out what all that was about. But, yeah. uh, funny but that, the that, one that's thing interesting I, though that is I'm interesting sorry. yeah she um you know my daughter and i it was a huge bonding thing with us when she was younger so it, it's glad that you know now that you know she's involved in that so she knows what we're talking about but yeah <laughs> oh no for um, sure and i think that harry potter is a, is a great example of that because my wife was a huge fan of the books loved the books like just ate the books up and then when she saw the movies, she was able to enjoy most of them because they were pretty, you know, they were pretty good adaptations of, of the books overall. But she, of course, also had her, had her criticisms, too. And then for yeah. me, I was the person where I saw all the movies before reading the books. And then when I actually went back to read them, I said, oh, they got a lot right. And then the things they left out, I was like, I wonder why they left that out. But I actually really like this character. And so... I would rather enjoy and love two things than love one thing and hate another. And so that's why I have always tried to have that mindset of I will watch a movie or TV version of something before actually reading a book. Because to me, if you're reading a book where it takes hours upon hours to read, it's as if you were being given a mini series that has had several seasons to develop characters and everything. You can't expect in an hour and a half, two hours to be pleased with any development or any actual character arcs given because of that compressed timeline. So I just, it just, to yeah. me, it's a fool's errand to, to dive into a rich story and then expect to be completely pleased otherwise. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I guess I'm redoing the game of Thrones books. Cause I really want to see if there's any, you know, clues or hints about, you know, Daenerys taking the, the turn that she did yeah. you know it, it's yeah um but you know i did notice the one thing that i did notice immediately was how strict they stayed in the first uh series in the first uh you know first couple of, what are they called the first books uh no the <laughs> first tv series <laughs> so they it's almost word for word from the book Okay. So the th the things that they did change was like uh, Daenerys's wedding night. Oh, the first season. Yeah, first season. Thank season, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, of of all the things that you would take in a drastic change, it's like you made they made Daenerys's wedding night almost like non consensual. Mm -hmm. Where in the books, uh, you know, it, it yeah, she's very young, but it's you know. It's not like it's a culture where women have a choice. So. Yeah. And I think that's a good point, too. And I think that's the reason why the books are just, you know, especially when it comes to Game of Thrones, after season four, the books become infinitely better because story arcs that are either truncated or ignored are given a lot more detail in the actual book versions themselves. Uh, a couple of donations. So Mystic Butterfly, thank you very much for the lemon over on DLive. I appreciate those lemons always. So thank you so much for that. And also we have a super chat from Darth Vectivis. 
Vectivus, uh, Darth Vectivus, thank you for the Canadian $2, says, do you think George R. R. Martin will change the book ending? So, Laura, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that George R. R. Martin will change the book ending? No, I, I think that's probably what he had planned all along, but I just think it'll be more obvious, you know, how she got there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the books, when the books end, Jon Snow is dead. Um, so, I mean, he has quite <laughs> quite a lot of time that he needs to fill in yeah. with these books. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just going to, he's going to leave more hints and, and make it more obvious. But Yeah, I, I would definitely yeah. agree. And kind of taking a, a book, at a page out of Gary over at Nerdrotics Channel's book, if he even finishes the series, which is a big question mark at this point. But I would say as, as far as what we're going to get by the end of it, yeah, I would say I imagine George told them this is how certain character arcs are going to end, but he didn't tell them how they're going to get there. And so what you're going to have is you're going to have a series that's going to go through thousands upon thousands of pages of content of development of arcs that are all going to start to build and make sense. And then we're going to get to the ending and think, Oh, this really isn't all that out of the blue or, Oh, this really isn't all that bad. But of course it's not going to make up for the fact that the TV show just rushed through so many things, ignored so many things on top of that. And overall just caused a lot of issues, not only with fans, but also just with the basic premise of the book and with basic character development, which it kind of destroyed for a couple of people. Yeah, I mean, Bran in the books is is one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he just kind of seems like he's just ignored and pushed to the side. And it's like, well, what was the point of him getting all of these powers when he really, he can't really do anything, mm-hmm. you know? He just, I, f- I figured he would have some kind of involvement in the final battle or the... Uh, he just kind of sits there. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Alex McCarthy, what's going on, man? I saw that you uh, you mentioned my name in the chat, so welcome, good sir. Wished upon a vlog. My Irish sister is here as well. Hello, hello, hello. Swift Raptor, what's going on? Alex <laughs> McCarthy says, uh, same, I have ADHD and cannot keep focus on a book to save my life. I need audio and visual. Yep, same here. And that's why, even for books, I, I need audiobooks. You know, I need the audiobook version. Otherwise, it's going to be nearly impossible for me to be able to get through these things. Uh, Teresa Martin, welcome, welcome, welcome. And then over on DLive, we're getting blown up here by AutoWorks. AutoWorks, <laughs> thank you so much, man, for the lemon, ice cream, and diamond. I really do appreciate that a lot. That's awesome. Holy crap, there's now a crap ton of people that are just following. What What is going on here? I am so confused. Nice. What is – this is insane. What is going on? I have no idea. This is this is Mr. Winner, Mr. Winner. Did I win something? Chicken dinner? No. I about to say winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. There's it seems like they're saying I'm, I'm I won something, but I have no idea. So nice. Uh, <laughs> well, congr- congratulations. Yeah, I mean, I about to say I have no idea if it is just people spamming or not. So uh, the mods over there, if y'all could just keep an eye out, because I did see we do have a mod over there now. So K-Man, Phonemo, welcome, welcome, welcome. And AutoWorks, once again, thank you so much for that. Uh, Mr. Winner, thank you for that follow. Ivan SB for the follow. TK40 for the follow. Haker, Bani, Domando. I'm Stickly364. Uh, Emeta. And let's see, Luke Sunvexen. Uh, Homie Ab. 
and Char Char Sandelavigo. Thank you very much for the. It's a raid. Oh God, it's a raid. I'm being raided right now. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, there's 30 people watching now. Who is raiding me? From Mr. Winner. Well, thank you, Mr. Winner, for raiding this chat. <laughs> it's a random one for you to be raiding right now because I'm streaming on YouTube as well. But thank you for the raid. Oh, man, this is this is crazy. Sorry. So sorry, YouTube peeps. So sorry. This is very uh, crazy what's going on over there. But we do have a super chat from Brandon B over on YouTube who says, Hey, Odin, here's my last $5 for my super chat budget for my, for May. Keep up all the great work. Well, Brandon B, thank you very much, man. I really do appreciate the super chat. I appreciate your support. And Mr. Winner over on DLive, thank you so much for your tremendous support. And, uh, of course, now AutoWorks is continuing to drop his stuff. AutoWorks, thank you for the lemon ice cream and diamond as well really does mean a lot. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to, uh, to, the, to the discussion at hand. So, yeah, when it comes to Game of Thrones, obviously, uh, both of us here are, are people where we like to watch things before actually reading them. We obviously both recognize the faults in the series. Do you think that there are certain things, though? And, uh, Laura, this is a question for you. Do you think there are certain things that are being overblown right now by some people on the YouTubes or in the critic circles with this show? Or do you think that most of the criticism is pretty spot on? Hmm. Um, I think I, I agreed more with Cecil on uh, Arya killing the Night King. Uh, I didn't like how they just kind of had John kind of flopping around, mm-hmm. uh, which that, you know, they just needed to shoot that better. Um, <laughs> Because he looked ridiculous, yeah. oh, for <laughs> honestly. Sure. But I mean, I, I liked his point of you know sh- she's an assassin. Um, it's kind of what she's she's trained for. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could have done it together. You know, to, to have him have like no involvement was kind of weird. Um, that the I haven't really heard any criticism that was you know outside of the bounds of of what I was thinking. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, I've been listening to Gary uh, Nerdrotics yeah. stream a lot, and yeah, he's he's right on the money because you know he's invested a lot of time into the story. So, yeah. and, and that's I, why I, mean, I love his channel, and that's why I saw that because yeah. I've seen some of the streams where you say, uh, "Thanks to Odin for for sending me this way." Because seriously, he's one of my favorite channels. Like he really is, and it's because he has that knowledge. You know, he has spent years in the comic book industry. He knew what sold, what didn't sell. He's read the comics himself. He's read all of the Game of Thrones books when this discussion about Game of Thrones. And so when he's speaking, he's speaking from someone who has, again, a certain knowledge that I think many people don't. Because I, for example, I'm a TV person. So I'm only being able to speak from it from the perspective of someone who's been watching the show. And so to hear his perspective and to see that there are issues from both sides, from both different people, a part of the equation, I think really just speaks to that fact that you have a situation where this series has just been in a lot of ways, almost utterly destroyed by the current crop of people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I studied history and I I really don't know a lot about like castle siege tactics or whatever, but I just laughed out loud. My, uh, we were watching the, you know, the last episode with the night King battle. Uh, I was just laughing out loud. I'm like, why would you put your troops in front of the moat? That makes mm. no, <laughs> no yep. sense. Yep. You know, it's 
I've seen a lot of people who actually know a lot about military tactics just rip into shreds. The oh yeah, you know, th- there were videos too, and I'm sure that you've seen them where it's people oh, who study yeah. military tactics and they're breaking down why the tactics they use were some of the worst in military history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just sending your artillery, sending your cavalry out. into the darkness it's like uh, mm. yeah exactly right also uh, AutoWorks I don't know if I gave you your fair due man but thank you for that lemon ice cream and diamond again AutoWorks has been very generous over on DLive so seriously thank you so much man I do appreciate it and also Nickel Noodles thank you very much for the ice cream and uh, for the raiders that just came and left yeah I mean I don't know what the purpose of raiding on on DLive is but (laughs) It sounds uh, like it was kind of fun. Yeah, it, it sounds like it was a little fun. It sounds like it was a little fun. <laughs> I do okay. like how AutoWorks was like cheap-ass raiders, and I was like, mm, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, what's the dog, up, Laura? The, the dogs are out, so just FYI. Oh, that's okay. That <laughs> I've got the pot. Okay. I've got the mute ready. That is fine by me. Sorry, I just realized that my uh, title on DLive is all jacked up. Oh, that's okay. D Live, it's easy to update those things. All right. Well, I don't know if you've announced it yet, but I'm really glad to hear that you're doing stuff in the mornings because when yes. world class bullshitters stopped doing his morning show, I was telling a number of people, I'm like, there's a huge gap there. Yeah. You know, there's. And that's what I was. That that's, that's what I was figuring. That's why last night, you know, when I was asking the questions, everyone was getting so salty because their immediate thought was. No, don't change it. It says it's all about adding. It's it's about putting more stuff out there. It's it's not about taking anything away. You know, nothing's gonna change at least except for the days that I have rehearsal for my usual night streams. But I was you know, but it was just so funny to see some of the salt in the chat last night, and and then of course you know I get salt, and so therefore I get salty right back. And uh, so it was it was it was kind of fun going with that back and forth. But, yeah, for those that don't know, uh, the schedule has not been finalized yet because obviously I still need to talk to Freya about it. And um, so we haven't officially sat down to talk about that. We're talk about that later on. But uh, right now, the tentative schedule is that we're going to have a stream Monday through Thursday in the morning. So nothing else has changed as far as the normal Monday, Tuesday, Saturday streams. Though the hours of those streams are going to be in flux because of rehearsals that I'm currently in. And I have warned y'all about that. So just y'all have to stay on y'all's toes for that. But that's the reason why I've also decided to add in a more consistent schedule. So right now, Monday through Thursday, we're going to have 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to 10.30 Central Standard Time streams. So hour and a half streams in the mornings. And uh, Mondays, it's going to be focusing on the box office. It's going to be focusing on movies from the weekend, any movie news-related stuff from the weekend. Tuesdays, it's going to be a movie watch party. So every single Tuesday in the morning from 9 to 10.30, there's going to be a movie watch. So obviously, if it's longer than an hour and a half, we're going to, you know, it's going to extend past that time. But it's going to be on DLive, meaning that it's just going to be on DLive. And it's going to be a way for me to be able to play the audio for you guys as we watch the movie since DLive is not nearly as crazy as when it comes to copyright nonsense. So uh, just a movie. We'll have a movie watch every single Tuesday morning because I can't do movies at night normally, typically, because, again, my I can't add any more streams at night. Three, three at night is already more than enough, especially since that's when my wife's going to be home and I can't. You know, the only reason why I can do the mornings is because she'll be working over the summer. I won't be. So it's a way for us to kind of, you know, have a win-win. 
uh, low council will still stay the same on Tuesdays. Wednesdays will be a wrestling news podcast episode. Yeah, I know wrestling. So many people on this channel loves wrestling, right? Uh, there's a few people though I know who, who want to talk about wrestling, and so we'll have a wrestling recap show on Wednesdays, and that's going to be hosted on the Welcome to Asgard channel as well as D Live too. And then Thursdays will be a Twitch exclusive stream since Twitch does not like to play friendly with other streaming platforms. And with that one, it's going to be a chat similar to our other chats, but there's also potential that I will be gaming while chatting also. And then Friday will be an open optional day where sometimes there will be a stream, sometimes there won't be. It depends on what's going on. But anyway, as you can see, lots and lots of new content, lots and lots of new ideas and things that'll be you know tested out this week for the first time so yeah i'm excited i'm very excited for it uh to to start and to see uh how many people because i do know there are a lot of people for example a hunk of chunk of funky monkey he is one of my uh european brethren and he's always asleep because you know it's late at night for him when i'm streaming so (laughs) oh man uh, but let's see. Uh, AutoWorks is still dropping bombs. Thank you so much for the lemon ice cream and diamond. I appreciate that very much. So Darkstar57 says it was a great chat last night. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. AutoWorks says, I think they were from another country, which could explain the small amount of follows and donations. Sounds about right, AutoWorks. Talking about that raid we had. Uh, Hi574 says, by the way, Odin, did Steph get that link to you? It's a way for everyone to be able to view the movie together with you hosting it and theirs. Yeah, uh, Hi5, I saw the link. I, I still don't know exactly how it works. I'm going to look into it. Again, I'm going to look into it to see if there's a way to do it. But it, it honestly makes me ask the question, is it legal? Because is it going to mean that it's going to stream to multiple people? So that we'll, we'll have to work with that. So we might not, we might not do that this week. But we might do that in the future. But yes, I have the link hi-fi. I'm a, I need. I still need time to actually test it out and check it out for myself. Uh, but if that's a way for us to be able to all be able to stay in, in, in sync, that's one way to do it. If not, though, on DLive, I shouldn't have any problems being able to actually play the audio on DLive. So uh, just saying. Uh, K-Man is very exciting about a wrestling stream. Uh, Will Gentry says, that's freaky. I live on both YouTube and DLive now. It's like getting you in stereo. It's almost perfectly in sync. Well, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, Alex McCarthy said, so head back over to my uh, YouTube peeps. Uh, Alex McCarthy says, I wasn't salty in doing the vote correctly. No. No, you weren't. And a lot of people were screwing up all of the uh, all of the voting stuff. Yeah, people did not like change, Will Gentry. Will Gentry, aren't you one of my UK brethren? Aren't you one of my European brethren? That would benefit from a morning show. Uh, Alex McCarthy is very excited about the wrestling show. I know that much for sure. Uh, he says, thank you very much for adding a wrestling stream. Ah, oh, yeah, no problem, Alex McCarthy. And again, that's going to be over on the Welcome to Asgard channel. Uh, Sense says, does Odin Question still work on this stream? Yeah, it's that. that's for, for the YouTube stream. That's how it's going to work. Unless, of course, we're on the other secondary channel. And Lando, Land, no, Land 30ML, Land... Land Land 3R0S-ML. Thank you for the $2 super chat. I appreciate that very much. And also, Darth Bredicus, thank you very much for subscribing. I appreciate that very much so. All right. Well, that is the first topic was Game of Thrones. Any last-minute things, Laura, that you want to say about Game of Thrones before we move on to talking about other things going on in the news media today? Well, it's just nice to have the, you know, Winds of Winter to look forward to mm-hmm. um because i mean even if the story doesn't end the way that i want or characters don't 
go the way that I want. I love his writing style. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> he does this thing when, whenever somebody's eating dinner, it's always this like 20 course affair, you know, cause <laughs> you, you can tell he's like a big guy, you know? And I, I was sitting listening to his, uh, before I went to the movie yesterday, I was yeah. sitting at, in a coffee shop, listening to them talk about like lemon cakes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I'm kind of glad I haven't read it then because man, it would just make me hungry to, to hear nothing oh, about yeah. food. <laughs> Everything's covered in honey. It's like, oh God, you're killing me, man. Mmm, <laughs> that does sound really good. I know. Well, the other thing that you had mentioned in, in your message was about this uh, oh. interesting concept this interesting movement that's come out of nowhere that apparently people want to have a solo sequel film now what is going on with this well you know i i grew up in the same generation as like stephanie b and we we just had like no star wars you know early on it wasn't until the 90s where a lot of the eu stuff came out and, uh, you know, for me, it's like, just make it, just let's, you know, but have Larry Kasdan actually do it, not his his uh, messed up son, uh, John. I think John Kasdan was the guy who ended up writing it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if they get someone like Larry Kasdan who actually knows what they're doing and, you know, focus it on Jabba the Hutt, the bounty hunters, uh, you know, the, the other stuff that people actually want to see. Because nobody really, the stuff that they showed us, it's like, uh, does anybody want to know how he got his gun or how Chewbacca got his bandolera thing? I mean, this not stuff. Or how he got his name and how lame it is. That that was one of the worst parts. Oh, that was one of the worst parts. I remember being in the theater for that because, yes, I suffered through that for all of you. And, uh, man, yeah, it was so cringeworthy when he was just saying, well, oh, you don't have a family? Oh, all right, Han Solo. Solo. And it's like, really? <laughs> really? It's like, you might as well have just never told us how he got his name. You yeah, might as well not... have just said it was always his name and never given an origin. But the fact that that is now canon is ridiculous and it ruins his character you know (laughs) so i'm sitting there and i'm rolling my eyes and of course you know i have to go with the whole family so i'm pretending like yeah this is great and uh they i'm rolling my eyes i'm just like oh god he's like having a a sexual relationship with this robot this is a nightmare (laughs) and then darth maul shows up on the screen and i just sit straight up i'm like okay they've got me So I'm like, oh, wait, is Kira possibly like an apprentice to Darth Maul? And I'm just like, no, no, this movie's horrible. You can't, you can't <laughs> like this movie. I was like, yes, but it's Darth Maul, though. Come on. <laughs> and then they mentioned Jabba the Hutt at the end. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you bastards, you got me. Oh, yeah. No, and, and seriously, it just felt so forced. And it reminded yeah. me a lot of Rogue One. Because when Rogue One came out, the one question that I always asked was, all right, everybody. If you liked Rogue One, what was your favorite part? And you cannot say it was the Darth Vader scene. Immediately people are like, um, uh, and they have to think about it because honestly, that's the one scene that you remember. With Solo, I really do honestly feel like they knew that they had a a stinker on their hands and Uh that they had to get something in there that people would remember. And so what's the one thing you say, what's the most memorable, memorable part about solo and they'll say oh darth maul coming back 
Yes, exactly. Because that's what they wanted you to leave the theater with. They wanted you to leave the theater excited for Star Wars, excited for Darth Maul, and wanting to see what that storyline did, forgetting all of the other nonsense and stupidity that happened beforehand. So, yeah, God, it's just... That that no, movie should not exist in the first place. And the fact that there's a now a group of people... What got me the most, though, about the whole Solo 2 movement is the fact that the media were so behind it. It was so hilarious reading these articles about how, oh, yeah, this this strong group of friends is, is trying to speak out about how oh. this film deserves. And I'm like, wait a minute. W- wasn't this the same group that was calling us a bunch of, you know, toxic white males and racist and sexist and we're just a small vocal minority? And yet now this extremely small group that wants to see Solo, because if people don't remember, it, you know, Solo is the only Star Wars film to ever lose money at the box office. Somehow, some way, they get the media protection. It's like, God, if you needed to show that you were a shill even more, then I don't know what else you could have done. <laughs> so, I mean, you know the history about how Solo happened. So they wanted Lawrence Kasdan to work on uh, The Force Awakens with J.J. And Lawrence Kasdan didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the story? I don't want to be redundant. Uh, not the full one, so go right ahead. Okay, yeah. So... Uh, Lawrence Kasdan said, I will work on The Force Awakens with you, but I want to do the solo movie. Um, unfortunately, the, they kept having to rewrite and redo The Force Awakens. Like Even as it was filming, they were doing rewrites. Mm-hmm. And so he had to get his son to help him out with the script, which is why it's a nightmare. Because, um, you know, they, they've set up in the universe that droids are kind of like emotional support beings you know they're there to assist or um you know specifically bb-8 was um designed as an emotional support Mm -hmm. droid for people who had like ptsd or whatever just to have a companion and people get like you saw hera and uh chopper yeah people get very emotionally attached to their droids so them perverting that into something sexual was just it's just unforgivable no yeah for sure and 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 the fact that that came out you know about a week or so before it came you know before the movie release i think that had a major impact because i thought that any fans that even had slight interest in the series were gonna been like you know oh you know what 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 is this what is this nonsense and then they hint at it all the way through too and they tried to turn in these droids into something that they've never ever meant to be within the story yeah. itself. And no, I think that you're I think that you're right. I think that one of the most egregious things that happened was the fact that when John Kazan took over, he decided to just turn it into something that I'm sure Lord and Miller did not want it to be. And that's why I put the blame mostly on Kathleen Kennedy because she fired directors 80% of the way through filming. You know, made the production budget gigantic. And what I think, honestly, is I think Lord and the Miller had control over the story to like a pretty good, to to a pretty good extent. And then when they were fired, John Kazan had to take over and had to have a lot more responsibility. And that's why it ended up having these things. And I will say, because I see a couple people putting stuff in the chat, it's not total garbage. All right. There are, there are cool things. There are cool things in there. For example, the Kessel run. I think the Kessel run was pretty cool. 
I, I thought visually it was pretty cool. Darth Maul. I love that the space monster at the end, mm-hmm. you know, because they've established there are like creatures that live in space. I yeah. thought I thought that was excellent because it kind of expands the Star Wars universe. To, oh, and it, hey, it, it calls back to was it Clone Wars where they show, or is it Rebels where they show the space, uh, the ones that can travel through uh, that can travel light speed. The per- pergill, I think they're called. Yeah, like yeah the, the space the giant whales. whales. Yeah. yeah, the space whales. So it kind of like calls back to that a little bit too. And as you said adds more to the Star Wars universe. And that's why I think Kathleen Kennedy is just so wrong is because, you know, I mentioned this in the video I did today. She says and claims that Star Wars can't be what Marvel is or you have to be so careful with this story. And I'm thinking to myself, no, there's so much material. This is an entire galaxy far, far away a long time ago. That means that you have an almost unlimited playing field to use and to utilize. And yet Uh what's happening here is that they are just telling crappy stories that nobody wants to hear or they're taking stories that could be interesting and deciding to focus more so on identity politics or more so on trying to get their agenda items in rather than actually telling a complete story that people actually want to hear. And it's just sad because Star Wars used to be such a great property and could still be. I mean, the IP is still strong because it's still Star Wars. It is still almost unlimited in scope. But they need to start changing, and one of the things they need to do is they need to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy because she is not the correct person to be leading the charge as the head of Lucasfilm. Yeah, I just, um, you know, the stuff that I liked about Solo, um, unfortunately, you know, some of the people are dead now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of the characters that I like, I was like, oh, oh, she's really cool. Oh, wait, she's dead. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, um... Let me try to think back. I mean, yeah. I love Kira. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't not like her. She was really cool. Um, <laughs> I I personally wasn't a fan, but that's, again, to me, that is not a, like, that's not an object. Like, that to me is a, no, she did a fine job, but just like with any character in any movie, you either like them or you don't. And so it's like, personally, I just wasn't, you know, drawn to her character all that much, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I felt... I felt sorry for her. It's like, you know, you know probably what she had to do to get out of her situation, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I I like how they, like, had – I love Dryden Voss. Uh, I thought he was an excellent villain when he kind of, like, puts his hand on the back of her neck and kind of like a – ownership type mm-hmm. you know yeah. move i was like oh he is creepy oh yeah but- and i think that the actors overall did a very good job as portraying you know Alden aaron Reich tried he's not a bad actor but he just was not the perfect choice for for han solo that that's like my big thing not enough charisma no. um i don't i mean like you know they did an interview with harrison ford recently and they were like hey after you're gone who's gonna play you know uh Dr. Jones, and he was yeah. like, nobody can be Dr. Jones. I'm Dr. Jones. You know? <laughs> and I think it's just true. I just, I don't know if there is anybody who could fill those shoes. No, and, and they don't have to. That's the thing. Hollywood, you don't have to have people continue on or reboot a character. It's called create a new character. And yeah. the problem is Hollywood has just become so devoid of any sense of originality that they've fallen into this we must reboot, reboot, reboots, sequel, 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 and it's really just driven down the quality of films overall. Yeah. I mean I personally I found L three hilarious. I didn't take her seriously <laughs> at all. Like, you know, where she has the droid revolt and like the gonk droids are jumping up and down on the 
on the consoles and stuff. I, had, I was laughing out loud. I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah, like, I, feel all- like, I feel like with that part, too, you had the people who were not taking the movie seriously, who were laughing like that, saying, like, look how ridiculous this is. But then you had the others like me who recognized how ridiculous it was but was just like, why is this Why is this here? Why is this a storyline? Why is this, like... Because, like, cause obviously, like, it's easy to, like, let something ridiculous just be like, all right, this is ridiculous. I'm going to laugh at it. But then there's also moments, at least for me, where I'm just like, I can't. I can't. It's just too ridiculous, and it's just <laughs> making me cringe, and it's making my heart sink because we're focusing on a stupid droid revolt in a Star Wars movie. What the hell? Oh, God. It was a good distraction, though. I was uh, like, okay, yeah. that is a good distraction, but... Yeah. Um, somebody, I think it was Jenny... Um, Jenny Nicholson, there's a a young girl and she does movie reviews and she was pointing out like how gross it was because like L3 is technically Lando's like property. Yeah. So he's like having sex with this, you know. Allegedly. It's like, allegedly. allegedly. It's like she's she's sentient and but she's property. So how creepy that kind of was. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, ever ever since the line, yeah, it works. I was like, Mm, why? why exactly why? why why did we need to know this john kazan why did you have to put that line in there because that was definitely not your father we know that that's exactly sure. what the guy, the guy sitting behind me said <laughs> he was like why why lucasfilm why i gotta I want like, them that's... i want them to do a special re- like re-release and i want to try and get like in as many cities as possible meetups of people and just to go to those screenings, just to have, like, a callback. Like, to have it almost like a Rocky Horror Picture Show type thing where it's just ah. like, what? <laughs> Why is this a thing? Oh, my God. That'd be fun. Um, but I, want, I want to see the Lord and Miller version. You know, it's oh, like yeah, the Snyder yeah. Cut. Everybody wants a Snyder Cut. It's like, that movie's horrible. No cut is going to ever change that movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Now you've just triggered them. You've just triggered the, the Snyder heads out there because they are Woo-hoo! just... <laughs> I'm the same That's way. Because awesome. there are some people where they're still like... No, man, you got to trust me. And I'm like, I watched it for two and a half hours. And you cannot tell me that adding 30 minutes is going to make it better. I'm just like, there's very few cases where director's cuts actually make a difference. And this doesn't seem like one of them. One day I will, because I do own it. Fun fact, I do actually own the director's cut. And it was because of like chance. I want to say I got it for free. And it came with the original and extended edition. So I was, no, no, actually I, I got it on sale. It was on sale on Google Play for like $3. And so I was yeah. like, oh, I'll buy that because I, I've i heard the extended edition is worth it. So, you know, I'm going to get to it one day. But let me get to uh, let me yeah. let me get to a couple of donations and then we'll, we'll get back to that talk about Snyder sure, and, sure. and about that because <laughs> that that's also one we could talk about for a bit. Um, one very human life. Thank you for the follow on DLive and also for the ice cream. Appreciate that so much. And K-Man, thank you so much for your ice cream as well. Uh, some people on uh, YouTube, Senate says, I'm sorry we weren't smart enough to do the voting thing. Yeah, I bet you're sorry. I bet you're sorry indeed. Alex McCarthy says, no thanks on Solo 2. I liked Solo, but not enough for a sequel. A movie with Maul would be cool, though. I think that most fans would agree. I think that if you were Lucasfilm and you pitched them, hey, we're going to do a Maul origin story film, people would say, I'm interested. <laughs> 